Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on a regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous, but should be. Why are you my facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. Hey guys, just a heads up, this episode was recorded during our Halloween live stream for Scares That Care that took place on October 30th, 2020. And if you didn't donate, that's fine. There's always time to go and donate to Scares That Care. Just go to scaresthatcare.org backslash donate dash now. They're an incredible charity. Go and look into more about them. And now enjoy this little bonus episode. And now, Scott is back in the building. Well, his house. He's been there the whole time. But still, he's here. Uh, and we are about to do my favorite Halloween tradition over here at Horror Movie Night is when we do this crazy, stupid draft idea that I have to give credit where credit's due. I stole it from the podcast, uh, All Fantasy Everything. I love those guys. They are super cool dudes. Very supportive of the podcast community in general. Uh, and we are joined by two other people who I find extremely supportive of the podcasting community. And I'm super glad that they are part of it. We have first and foremost, she's been sitting here waiting for like 15 minutes because the early bird always gets the worm. 
Ashley Victoria Robinson of Hello. Geek History Lesson. Hey, the first time on anything horror movie night. This is so exciting. That's wild because I have four t-shirts. So many t-shirts. <laughs> uh, and we have had Matt on Geek History Lesson. Uh, he will be back at some point when our schedule goes back to normal. Uh, but I'm so excited to be here. I hope I don't disappoint anyone. And also joining us... Uh, my friendship with this man began when I stalked him online because I liked his podcast so much. Uh, and then I somehow convinced him to meet me in Boston and we became really good friends. Uh, I got his podcast on the Geekscape Network. He's been on Horror Movie Night twice and he is legitimately one of the funniest people I've ever met. Robert Bacon of 91 Donkey Lane in a fisheye no. lens. Yeah. <laughs> Over fancy. Yeah. If, uh, if anybody can hear or see me, I am stuck in a 90s music video. <laughs> I have upset Puffy several times. Puffy is very upset at me. Uh, no, thank you, Matt, uh, for having me on. A uh, big fan of you. Uh, super fun. Uh, been watching. Uh, very excited for this. Uh, nice to meet you, Ashley. Uh, look at your setup. I mean, God, I'm. I look like fucking garbage. I look like. <laughs> it's all all credit is due to jason edman who set all this up because I, I i don't know how any of this works you look you can like see the a, ring light in my glasses yeah <laughs> you look like a like a good youtuber and i look like some guy in some part that used to be russia uh who's selling fanta out of the back of his house <laughs> so, Fanta's great. How much you got? <laughs> I have so much Fanta, you guys. I need to so, get some Fanta off my chest. So here's what we're gonna do. Um, I'm gonna since we this is the first time we've done this with a camera. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Scott and I sit this out. Bacon and Ashley, you are gonna rock paper scissors to decide who gets to pick the order in which we do our draft. So, uh, Bacon, you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. All right. I'll let you two do the count off because I think that's someone that's not the two of you will throw this off. But here we go. Are we going to do one, two, three, shoot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. And throw one, shoot. All right. Here we go. Okay. One, two, three, shoot. <laughs> it looks like Ashley won with the scissors. Ashley uh, won. All right. All right, Ashley. So, uh, Normally we do round robin. I want to do the actual way that drafts are supposed to be done, which is uh, serpentine. So the person who's fourth gets to pick twice, and then it goes back, and the person who picked first then gets two picks. Uh, it's slightly more competitive that way. Scott looks really confused. Don't worry, I'll keep us on track. No, I got it. It wasn't my confusion. It was me thinking that that's bullshit, but okay. <laughs> um, oh. Ashley, uh, pick the order in which you want people to go. Um, I want it to go uh, Bacon, Scott, Matt, and me. Okay. Wow. Taking that hot corner at the end there. Got to do the drag lineup where you say yeah. best for last. <laughs> that is true. Very true. <laughs> All right. So, Bacon, uh, I know that you've compiled your list. When we were texting earlier, you actually had pretty much the second I threw this idea at you, you were compiling a list. So, mm -hmm. you get the top pick of your list. No competition. What are you going Thank for? You. I needed that. As soon as you sent this to me, I wrote all five and you said, hey, Bacon, make 15, you know, like oh. somebody might take your idea. 
Remember? Pause pause for a second because I just realized I didn't even describe. We all know what we're drafting. I didn't tell anybody else what we were drafting. (laughs) Uh, So what we are drafting, we've posted on a bunch of social media. We are drafting scary moments from non-horror movies. Now, we let this go up to, like, your discretion. I think the example I used was, like, aliens I would consider in the horror genre. So I wouldn't say a scene from Alien. But, like, if Hocus Pocus somehow scared you at some point, like, that is a kid's movie. I wouldn't put that in the horror category. So that's kind of the rules we're playing within. Sorry. Bacon. Go. Everyone gets five picks. That's a brilliant question that someone just threw in there. Fuck. I I didn't know we only got five. (laughs) Also, Matt, you might want to p- change the background. Oh, yeah. No, I guess we're not Fright School anymore. Uh, do, do, and we are Horror Movie Night now. All right, Bacon, sorry. I cut you off. Um, what is that first pick? <laughs> look, Matt, you told me, you said, Bacon, you're going to need to have at least 15 picks uh, for this because you never know if somebody's going to take your pick. And I didn't listen to your advice at all. I had my five picks directly out of the gate. So I'm very happy to go first because I know at least... I'll get my number one. So you said to me, you said, uh, moments from non-horror movies that scared you. And instantly in my head, Toy Story. I mean, toys. I mean, my toys. (laughs) Uh, You know, the things they've seen. You know, (laughs) the places they've been. You know, the idea that these things were sentient during all of this is is really just like one of the most terrifying things I've ever had happen. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so brave on this podcast right now. <laughs> but yeah, the idea of sentient toys, uh, yeah, that, that really scares me. Yeah. This is also story. because you beheaded Funkos on horror movie nights uh, yeah you have absolutely decapitated a funko pop on camera for us at least once. yeah i don't know if you guys could see the funko pops back there uh but i recently had a birthday and nate lopez bought me another 11 doll i have uh, <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight nine ten i have 10 11 dolls <laughs> one more and i'm officially a sexual predator i was gonna say someone's gotta get you one for the holiday season <laughs> yes <laughs> All right, so I'm writing down Toy Story, the sheer concept (laughs) (laughs) that your toys know what you do. (laughs) Seen the things you do. All right, Scott, how about you over there? I, since I have the opportunity to take this one, I should ostensibly pick something else from this film that is kind of pedestrian. Everyone who makes lists of non-horror horror moments would pick that. That, and I don't. I don't want to be that guy. So I am going to go with a more offensive moment in Pee Wee's Big Adventure: the blood gum. Fuck really? me up as a child. So, so horrifying to me. So Not I much marge, also... the blood gum. I also have a non-Large Marge Pee-wee's Big Adventure option on my list. Uh, that movie is just filled with terrifying moments. <laughs> I don't know why we haven't done it as a legit horror movie night episode because it's just it's horror. Yeah, I mean it's it's right there on the on the precipice of it. Um, I thought for sure when Ashley revealed the list of people, and I was in third place, that there was no way I was going to get this. 
Um, <laughs> the judge, the judge doom reveal in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, where Dude, his eyeballs, fuck? <laughs> where yeah. his eyeballs fall out of his face, his voice gets all high pitched, and then the dagger eyes shoot out of his skull. Destroyed me for oh. years. The dip, it's the, the whole concept of the dip is really fucked up, too. Well, yes. and that's, I mean, it goes even further then because then the dip spills on him and he's got that mm -hmm. high pitched scream as he's melting. And it, that whole, the last like five minutes, I didn't see the last five minutes of that movie until like 10 years after I'd watched the first half of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was movie. so afraid. <laughs> that movie ruined uh, Back to the Future like a little bit for me because, <laughs> like, Aww. I had only known him as like Doctor Doctor Emmett Brown, right? At this point, yeah. Right? When when was Who Framed Roger Rabbit? When did that? That come was out? that was right before. No, it was eighty eight. So it was right before oh, wow. Back to the Future Part Two. Oh, okay. that movie's older than I am, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm older uh, than all of you. <laughs> uh so i mean i unless we have anything else to say about roger rabbit i guess uh ashley over there gets the two picks back to back hell yeah so my first one is everything on here is stuff that scared me and i have since gone back and i have watched as an older person or as an adult person i still can't watch this scene when it comes up i still cover my eyes or i like respectfully look away if i think people are going to make fun of me and that is in fellowship of the ring when <laughs> bilbo and frodo are reunited in rivendell and bilbo gifts to frodo the mithril shirt and sting and asks to see the ring one last time and that fucking puppet opens up and his eyes get all squidgy and i think one of the reasons why it is so amazing and so terrifying is because it is practical and practical effects are always better practical effects enhanced by digital effects that's a hill i will die on uh still only saw that the first time i saw fellowship of the ring haven't seen it in the subsequent times lord of the rings is my favorite fictional property and uh i can't believe that sweet baby bilbo would do such a thing i think it's so scary <laughs> so when matt uh, asked me to do this i was like that's number one like bar none i have to get that scene i know there's other like actual monsters in lord of the rings but i'd rather take a dragon than an addicted hobbit i just can't I can't deal with it. Uh, thank you, Bacon, for joining uh, Matt and I in the Glasses Club tonight. Thank you. <laughs> Scott, uh, I'm, I'm expecting something from you soon. Yeah, I'm an honorary. <laughs> I wore glasses my entire life. I got LASIK. Uh, so I'm an honorary glasses person. Is that you okay? Are those the glasses you had to wear I after getting LASIK? Yeah, I'm not rich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay I think we understand I live in like the former Yugoslavia. And but you do have... 10 11 funko pops i think that uh, means okay right. yeah. <laughs> uh so after bilbo let me see what my notes say that i can barely read because they're in a bright green ink it's an animated movie uh that before the pandemic happened i was actually supposed to be in the play version of so hopefully that will happen someday uh and that is the entire animated adaptation of Watership Down. Yes. Richard Adams. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I'm, I tried to watch that during quarantine. I mean, it's incredible. It's beautiful. It is like classic animation, but anytime something creepy happens or Fiverr's having a fit or when uh, Big Wee gets stuck in the trap, it's horrifying and then the scene where the spoiler alert for like a 50 year old book where the mother rabbits are eating their kits like they're just covered in blood and it's 
They're very like anatomically correct rabbits as well. It's not like this foo-foo Disney animation. It's very, very scary. And Watership Down, I think, is an incredible book. It's got amazing mythology. It's going to be a lot of fantasy picks in my list, if you can already tell. And that whole movie, while I do recommend, I don't recommend showing it to like an actual child because it is terrifying. But between that and the Netflix series, go watch the original one. It will fuck you up. But it's gorgeous. The Netflix series is, is she's no bueno. I have to watch that. I had to watch that movie in like English class in seventh grade. And my, my mom brought it home from the up. library being like, this is a cartoon. <laughs> and then uh, it has very midsummer mm-hmm. vibes. It's very, <laughs> it's terrifying. That's a, the whole movie is scary. I think Midsommar is a great comparison. And I think if you're into like pagan horror, it's probably going to be your jam. That's but... my number one pagan yeah. horror. High five through the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I, I had something else written down as my number two, but uh, with you going animated, I'm going to go with uh, a pick that still bothers me to this day when I watch it. Um, the donkey transformation in Pinocchio. Uh, <laughs> like, like the kid just scream. And I think it's, the kid's screaming for his mom while his mouth slowly transforms into a braying donkey destroys me. And I know why Bacon's laughing. <laughs> it's because on his podcast, Adam Sandler, please stop. They also watched the Roberto Bellini Pinocchio, which has the worst donkey transformation scene you've ever seen in your life. It's the best, it's the best donkey transformation. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, I, I gotta tell you a quick thing about that fucking scene. All right, in, <laughs> in Pinocchio. So I was a good kid, maybe not such right. a great adult, but a good kid, right? Right. right. Um, and I, 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 my, um, I watched Pinocchio one night, and my sister had a friend over, and they were having a sleepover. I was like six, right? And I. <laughs> Dogs oh. having a fight. Um, sorry. Um, but I, was my, my, I was watching Pinocchio. My sister had a friend over for a sleepover. And I was just repeating the line, I'm an ass, I'm an ass. My mom washed my fucking mouth out. It was so... Oh. Yeah. I got... I was the only. I was the only Kelly to get the soap treatment. It sucks. It's, it's not I'm great. I'm not even the oldest kid. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, PD, uh, Tom, I'm sorry, but PD has passed away. That was um, that was Finnegan. That was mad at Albie. Oh, uh, uh, all right, Scott. So it's up to you again. So you know, like this is the thing that sucks about these is I forgot that we only have X amount. First of all, and second of all, there's shit that I don't necessarily want on my list for the draft. But I don't want anyone else to have it. So it's like, I mean, my last one, I know no one's going to touch because it's obscure as fuck. But like, man, it's hard. I think I got to go with something that's pretty, pretty obvious. Um, But maybe no one else has it on the list. I don't know. But the wheelers in Return to Oz are straight nightmare fuel. And I have to give a big shout out to my wife, Megan, who introduced me to that shit because I had never watched Return of Oz until we started dating. And she was like, let's watch this movie. It's fun. And I was like, 
what are we watching? This is fucking crazy. It's, that movie is so much more scary than The Wizard of Oz. And people will talk about, like, things in The Wizard of Oz that, like, freaked them out as kids and gave them nightmares. And it's like, you clearly didn't watch Return to Oz then. Because and Return to Oz is awfully terrifying. Return to Oz is way closer to the uh, L. Frank Baum books than the original Wizard of Oz movie was. Like, the original Wizard of Oz movie is very Disney-fied compared to the... And obviously not made by Disney, but compared to what actually happens in those books. So if you've also never checked out those OG books, there's a lot of darkness there as well. It seems, it seems like that's a common thing to happen in these old books. Every time you're like, oh, did you think that story was scary? Well, if you ever read the original one, it was yeah, mostly yeah. by skeletons. And, <laughs> so, you know, question. like, oh, in the original... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I've never read the original Wizard of Oz book, but when I first got back into comics, they were putting out, like, the Marvelous World of Oz comic book series. The Scotty Young one. Yeah, Yeah. and I remember reading those and being horrified that, at least in that comic book, and I'd imagine that it's from the actual book, that the origins of the Tin Man was that it was a man who was cutting down a tree and kept cutting off his limbs and replacing them with tin body parts until eventually he had turned his entire body into tin. Yeah, oh, like wow. low-key a Borg. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, why tin? Why not something that's a little bit yeah. more like, if, if I'm going to change myself into a metal, I'm going to pick something that's not fucking tin. I think know? because tin soldiers, right, and like tin toys would have been very popular at the time. Maybe, I guess. But Get yeah. out of here with your logic. <laughs> I know. Uh, I didn't know you, you secretly brought lesson. me here for my English degree, which has been useful, useless in all other aspects of my life. <laughs> uh, all right, Bacon, you get two picks. Your second and third pick. Oh, you fools! You've given me too much power. <laughs> Shut up, Tom. By the way, <laughs> uh, I can't believe this one hasn't been taken. Um, Toys, the Robin Williams film. The whole movie. Uh, you know, the whole movie. I don't understand. Um, you know the idea. Is your, wait, is your whole is your whole list just that? Toys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why make? Why Toy make soldiers is coming up or small soldiers is the next one? Whatever. <laughs> why make a movie about toys that can explode <laughs> or shoot you? You know. You know why. Why put such a dangerous idea out there? <laughs> People use toys for different things. I don't want to have to think about my toys exploding. And that idea or is watching really you good. masturbate. Yeah, uh, let's not. You know, I'm talking about the toys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've got Toy Story, and then you've got toys. I mean, I'm not going to venture to guess what the third pick is. But what's your third pick? Christopher Robin. The movie or as a concept? The movie, Christopher Robin. <laughs> What's a grown man doing with all these toys? <laughs> God damn it, thank you. You know, it's not I just like... what you're saying. It's also the fact that you're saying with these massive sunglasses on, <laughs> lens, you look like... Biff Tannen from like Back to the Future 2? <laughs> Actually, yes, yes. It's, it's insane. This is this is the most insane part of the day. Look, you guys. All I'm saying is, why isn't anybody asking Christopher Robin about all these questions about his life? You know, how come he? How come nobody harasses Christopher Robin about his toys? He's a grown man with a bunch of toys. He's running off in the woods with short shorts, doing what he wants to do. 
That's awesome. <laughs> I mean to take a take a bunch from somebody I, else. Yeah. The the whole the layers of this is like because I my favorite thing about the insanity of all this is also that Bacon keeps drawing attention to his pop <laughs> pop figures behind him. Um <laughs> Uh, also, so, sitting right there, just watching. She's waiting to everybody. So, Scott, third pick for you. What do you got? All right, I'm going. I'm going with the heart eating scene in Temple of Doom. Um, oh, so disturbing. I'm not going with like you know. Actually, I'm. I think that I'm noticing a bit of a uh, a. Uh, a, a, a theme in mine, not necessarily as strong as Bacon's, but my theme is definitely around consuming and being consumed. And I'm not a fan of this. Don't like it. <laughs> Don't watch um, a live. <laughs> Don't watch so, any zombie movie. <laughs> uh, so I am going to go with something that uh, I actually am shocked hasn't gotten picked here. And uh, Maybe it's because we all decided that this falls more into the horror category than I do. But the original witches, uh, the witches unmasking Hell yeah. sequence. Heck uh, yeah. That that made me like physically ill as a child. <laughs> like <laughs> I I could not. I like I just could not handle that sequence at all. Uh and Another one similar to Who Framed Roger Rabbit years. I think I was in college when I saw the rest of the witches uh, because that scene just fucked me up. So in the theme with these is that they're all movies my mom rented for me at one point. <laughs> <laughs> so. Your mom is terrifying you. Mrs. <laughs> Kelly, this is all your fault. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Ashley, we are back to you with your third and fourth pick. My third and fourth pick. The first one uh, is admittedly through a contemporary lens, problematic and scary in and of itself because of the racial stereotypes, which it delves in. Uh, but that's not why I'm picking it. It is from the Disney Pocahontas movie, the scene where Thomas breaks in on Pocahontas and John Smith kissing and then Kokuum breaks in on them and then Thomas shoots Kokuum. Uh, that as a kid really messed with me. I lived in a house that had two rooms in the basement and I would run into the other room until I heard the sound of his body splashing in the water so that I could come back in and I knew that the scene was over. I did not watch that movie without covering my eyes till I was well into my teenage years. And I'm happy that I'm not the first person to pick a Disney movie because Disney done did a lot of us very dirty, I'm coming to learn <laughs> from yeah, this I live stream. And I know that's like an oddly specific one that's not going to make anyone else's list, but that's just a personal trauma. And then around the same time, I really wanted to see the movie E.T. colon the oh. extraterrestrial. And uh, I think everybody knows that quarantine scene, which is like very triggering right now, where they're all coming in in the spacesuits, and then sort of as it leads into Elliot and E.T. being in two different rooms, which I saw E.T. last year all the way through for the first time and i learned that that's most of the way through the movie like i had seen most of the movie by that point but there was something about that many authority figures with their faces covered that i really could not abide and i still think it's very very scary but not in the same way that i did when i was uh six and lacked any idea of context or stakes <laughs> uh all right so i'm looking at these and 
I think I'm going to have to go with this one. Um, so uh, a movie that we actually talked about on our movie night, I want to say about two Halloweens ago, uh, was Little Monsters. And there's a lot oh. of yeah, there's a lot of creepy stuff in Little Monsters. But again, another scenario where I was watching the movie, totally fine. Something happened, ran from the from the living room and didn't watch it again until my teenage years was that there's a kid talking to a monster and the monster grabs the child's head and just rips it off of his body and replaces what? it with a doll head. And that's just supposed to be an acceptable, normal thing in a PG kids movie from 1993. Uh, so that, that movie just made me feel ill as a child. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you, just uh, Howie Mandel has a creepy energy about him just overall. And it really comes off in Little Monsters. And like Howie's, he's funny, but in like the school bully kind of funny way that kind of tickles you the wrong way, right? Dude, it's, it's called cocaine. Well, <laughs> when we were talking about it on the on the podcast, I know we kept saying like, it's so clear that Howie Mandel is hoping that this is his Beetlejuice. Yeah. And like, yeah. but like, He's forgetting that, like, A, the charm of Beetlejuice is that he's only in the movie for about 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And and B, that, like, the charm of Beetlejuice is that you're not supposed to root for him, but, like, there's something likable about him. But in this, he's supposed to be your hero. Like, he's supposed to be the guy that you're like, hell yeah! And, like, he's in the movie way too much for how obnoxious that character is. Uh and then Tom asked, uh, and I believe the answer is yes, uh, Howie Mandel is a clean freak. Um, yeah. I think that's like true. OCD, he or he's yeah. just straight edge? Like, I don't quite understand what No, I think he's got OCD. I think he's uh, okay. one of, like, he's like uh, the guy from, uh, you can't, not you can't do that on television, Double Dare. Uh, yeah. I forget his name. Uh, I think but Howie has OCD shake as well. Hands or touch other people. Yeah, he like won't. Yeah, he won't like shake hands. He's like a German. It turns out, and you know, it turns out he was right. Yeah, <laughs> on the rest yeah. Of us. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, don't, like, I love this. <laughs> Told you, uh, I called it. <laughs> uh, all right, Scott, uh, we are back to you for your fourth pick. All right, I'm going with what I'm surprised no one else has gone with the um. The Velociraptor intro to Jurassic Park Ooh. was one of the most horrifying things I ever saw. It kept me up nights. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was a wreck for a good two weeks after seeing that for the first time. You're talking about the eat her part, right? Or shoot her shoot part her. in the very yeah. beginning? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure. Because there's a lot of Velociraptor moments. Make it stop uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> Too fucking good. The, the dedication to the bit is incredible. Clever uh, bacon. <laughs> uh, bacon. So, your fourth and final pick. Uh, oh, what oh other toy God. movies did you think of? Mm, hold on, my phone can't recognize me with these giant glasses. <laughs> Get this. All right. Okay. Uh, wait. Uh, the fourth and final. Fourth, and then your fifth and final pick. All right. Thank God. Yeah. I can't believe anybody didn't get these. Um, uh, my fourth one is Ghost. Like, do you guys think that your significant other could come back and, like, watch you? Like, do you think they'd be able to see, like, everything that you're doing? Like, do you think that they'd be able to, like, watch you when you're, like, playing with your toys? <laughs> 
your toy pottery wheel and your little Play-Doh sculpture. Yeah, like I don't like the idea of a dead significant other like watching me, you know, during my own, you know, my own time. I don't like that. Also, those demons that come and suck you down, those are scary too. <laughs> All right, and, uh, <laughs> and my uh, and my last one, uh, Wally. I just really don't like the idea of you know somebody going through my trash. <laughs> I might have a Wally within reach. Yeah. Too far. Also, I don't know. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Robots in love. Uh, that's an abomination. That's <laughs> it's 2020. Uh, You're not allowed to say that anymore, man. <laughs> the robots are going to kill me in the future. I'm trying to remember. I was just, I, mean, I think it was Broad City. Maybe it was Broad City. I was watching, but I was watching something where they're like, you know, the love relationship between human and robots is going to be the civil rights battle of our generation. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, all right. So. This one bounces back to Scott. Scott, for your final pick. So who's who's Bold Feet? Uh, he's just a fan of Geekscape, so he follows their YouTube channel. Man, I don't know who it is. He's he's right on though. That the pubes growing in peanut butter solution it was quite horrifying. Um, when you're a preteen or your child and you don't know what happens when you hit puberty and you're like, you have to like watch out for them growing out of your pant legs you know that's it's one of those times you're just like mm. <laughs> you know this is what i think is so so horrible about growing up uh, you know being a child um the the horrifying part of childhood is having half of the information you need right <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> the, the example that i love to to use from my own personal experience is my mom told me that you have to take bay leaves out of soup before you serve it because if you can't eat bay leaves because they'll cut your throat and i thought she meant like basically it'll slice your fucking neck open and you'll bleed out and so like <laughs> my mom doesn't remember this at all but this is what kids do is they they take that that little nucleus of information and they build a world around it that isn't necessarily true you know and like it's it's that's that's what I'm talking about with the peanut butter solution. We don't know what pubes do. We think it's like <laughs> your hair on on speed. You know, we're like you know, peanut butter solution really really gives you under expectations about what puberty is going to be like. It's horrifying. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't I know. I, there are a million examples of of the shit that your parents gave you inadequate amounts of information about, and we just as humans connect the dots, and then we're like. The world is horrifying. I want to just watch Disney, and then Disney's no good because you got you know uh, white men killing Indian Native Americans and uh, over nothing, and and we have you know robots going through our trash or watching us sleep and eat and poop and do all sorts of things that the normal public shouldn't know about, and you know it's just it's it's very very nerve wracking. You know Disney's well, not helping. We tell children all this magical stuff and we like make up this fantasy world for them, you know? So then when we give them normal information, of course they're like going to misinterpret it. They think that people come at the middle of the night to, and take your teeth and give you money. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, what's stopping the tooth fairy from taking the rest of my teeth and giving me money for it? You don't know. You don't know. Yeah. And then you show a kid American history X and the teeth stomping scene. 
You know, and it's like, just hey, whole hey, I got so much money. All right, so Scott, your final pick there, buddy. <laughs> All right, I, I saved this one for last because it is so stinking obscure. Um, it's something that I saw on like channel eight on a Sunday afternoon when I was like seven or eight years old. You know, I, I come into the this scene, you know, I turn on the TV, it's like 2 p.m. I wasn't ready. I don't know who would be ready. This was just basically like a, a, a case of absolute bad luck. Um, but have you guys ever seen The Beastmaster from uh, 1985 or 6? I think it's 84, but yeah, uh, I know where you're going with this because you've threatened to pick this for our podcast many times. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ashley Bacon, have you have you guys ever seen the Beastmaster? I've played the Beastmaster on Sega Genesis. <laughs> I think you mean Altered Beast, don't you? <laughs> no, I played Beastmaster. <laughs> All right. So the Beastmaster is just Kmart Conan, right? So it's a sword and sandal movie, and we we. Young Scott comes upon this on a Sunday afternoon, turning on the TV, thinking it's going to be just some run-of-the-mill sword and sandal thing, you know, like Spartacus or something. I don't know. So we have the Beastmaster, who's this well-oiled, muscular, blonde man. He opens this cage, and this, this um, I don't know, some sort of slave or enslaved person, you know, um, jumps out of this this bamboo cage and then fucking runs right into this this bat creature who grabs him in his wings they're like humans with they're, they're humans with bat wings under their arms and no eyes no fucking mouth no nose and then it just it goes like this and it, it vomits like digestive goo on it on him and it, it sucks all of his skin and bones clean and just leaves the fucking the bones go on the ground, and I was just like, "What did I just see?" And and that is, it took me decades to find out that that was in the Beastmaster. It was just one of those <laughs> things. It felt like a fever dream, and that is so incredibly dark for for a, a, a movie like that. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been talking about that scene for as long as I've known you. Oh, it's Megan and the dogs. Um, so the last one that I have. Uh, and this is, I wouldn't say it's a deep cut, but it's a weird one. And I did a ton of research to kind of like jog my memory. So I was just searching like terrifying moments from kids movies and no one had this. And it wasn't until we were recording a different segment today where I was reminded of how much this scene fucked me up. But have either of you, I know Scott, or I've already had this conversation with Scott. Have either of you seen Problem Child 2? Yes. No. Do you know where I'm going with this, Bacon? Yes. The, all of Problem Child is well, scary. All of, all of Problem Child is terrifying, but Problem Child Problem living Child, up to it. I would argue that Problem Child is scarier than uh, the Chucky movies. Yeah, the Child's Play movies. Problem Child concept is that there's just a kid who's a bad kid, but like he gets away with it. Like, imagine if like Dennis the Menace was truly psychotic. That's like that's the con not the movie with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin, is it? No, that's the good son. That's okay. the good son. That, that movie still holds up. Watch that during yeah, quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> really but, good, actually. 
So Problem Child is based as a comedy. So it's got like Gilbert Gobfrey and like John what? Ritter in it. Like it's what? like it's like look at how funny this kid is getting into these hijinks. And one of the hijinks that he pulls is his dad, played by John Ritter, is getting married to a woman. That, by the way, John Ritter in this movie is very unlikable. That's yeah, what I he's not a great character in this movie. Mm. He's getting married to a woman that the problem child doesn't like. And she has to go for like a, like a regular surgery, like, like nothing like, like a routine surgery. So he thinks it's funny to switch the charts on the hospital bed. And she gets the chart for someone who's getting a nose job to have their nose extended like two feet. And it's this scene where she wakes up in the hospital and it's shot like a horror movie where she walks up to the mirror and she starts unwrapping her head and then flicks on the light. And she has this gigantic, frightening nose. And like, <laughs> I couldn't sleep for weeks after seeing this. Like, I was so horrified. And like for years, when anybody I knew was going to the hospital, I had this irrational fear, which apparently isn't that irrational, unfortunately, that charts would get mixed up and that like something that wasn't supposed to be done to them would be done to them, uh, which is why like one of the scariest movies I've ever seen is this horror film called Sublime that no one's heard of. But that's the whole premise is like a dude goes into the hospital and the charts get mixed up and the hospital does anything in their power to not let that information out. Uh, so like that instilled a fear that still sits with me in my 30s in what is supposed to be a wacky comedy for kids. So, um, you didn't I, even say the most scary part about that movie. It goes to her face with a two foot long nose and then it immediately smash cuts to Pinocchio with a human nose on and it's terrifying. <laughs> well, and I remember that she gets like a giant rock rolls over her and it smashes her nose back to normal size just in time for the way movies insanity. It's insanity. That boulder didn't have a doctorate. Yeah. Uh, I have both, both of those on VHS down in the basement. Um, Logan wants them. So um, he's going to get them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want them uh, out of the house. <laughs> uh, and Ashley, oh, yeah, you get those are my dad's favorite movies. Whenever we go <laughs> to the store to rent a movie on the weekend, like after our parents got divorced, we thought they were the funniest things ever made. So we watched Problem Child as like divorced children. That was the funniest shit of all time. <laughs> he was also the man that took her to see um, Mrs. Doubtfire and cried. Yeah, so he did. He, he had a uh, 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 that's, that's fine. Uh, so, Mrs. Dow, I, I will. Well, I don't want to say what the scene is. We'll do our honorable mentions, but there's a scene of Mrs. Doubtfire that was absolutely on my list. Uh, Ashley, you get the final pick of the draft. What is it that you are walking off with? So, according to Wikipedia, this is a horror movie, although I never considered it to be a horror movie, and it, nobody ever talks about it as a horror No one ever talks about it anymore. Um, and that is, it's a very specific thing to me because I don't know if you can tell on the camera, but I bite my fingernails, so I don't have any fingernails. And uh, in the movie Black Swan, there's a scene in the bathroom oh. where Natalie Portman is like picking out her cuticles, uh, which is a very common thing for me to do. And it she pulls the piece of skin and it goes all the way up her arm. And even like I've thought about it probably five times today. And I like I am like tingly and eked out right now talking about it. And I know it is meant to be scary and performative in a way that a lot of the other stuff that we talked about is not supposed to be. But like for me, more than 
body horror, and it is body horror in a way, but more than like serious gore or like violence, like that goes right, like my toes are tingling right now. It's so disgusting. And uh, I don't know if that was in the original script. I don't know who suggested that, but whoever did that uh, is definitely somebody with pica who bites their fingernails and picks up <laughs> cuticles and it like goes right to, that's the scariest thing to me is like is, is like the idea that I would pull the entire skin off of my upper arm. <laughs> so before we dive into the honorable mentions, let's just reiterate what made it onto everyone's list. So over here uh, with Bacon, he's got Toy Story, uh, the sheer concept that toys see the things that he does. <laughs> uh, toys, the whole concept of making a movie about toys. Uh, Christopher Robin, why is a grown man hanging out with all these toys? Uh, Ghost. The idea that my significant other could be watching me play with my toys and also maybe the scary demons. And finally, Wally, I don't like the idea of someone going through my trash. Uh, Scott, your picks were Pee-wee's Big Adventure with the Blood Gum, uh, Return to Oz with the Wheelers, the Temple of Doom heart-eating sequence, the Jurassic Park opening sequence with the Shoot Her, and the Beastmaster bat vomiting and melting a person They're sequence. They're called Winged Devourers. <laughs> for Mayan, I I picked. I picked Who Framed Roger Rabbit's uh, Judge Doom reveal, the donkey transformation sequence in Pinocchio, the witches unmask themselves in the witches, the decapitation sequence in the, the in Little Monsters, and the nose job botch in uh, Problem Child Two. Finally, Ashley picked. The Fellowship of the Ring, Bilbo asked to see the ring one last time. The entire movie of Watership Down. <laughs> Tom, Thomas okay. shoots Cocoaum in, uh, in Pinocchio, or Pinocchio, uh, Pocahontas, Jesus Christ. Uh, the quarantine <laughs> sequence in E.T. Yeah. Uh, the quarantine sequence in E.T. and Natalie Portman's nails in <laughs> the Black Swan sequence. Uh, in the comments... Please let us know some of your thoughts. Uh, Tom is already well, so saying Tom, that. yeah, like, I, I, gotta, I gotta take issue with Tom here. Like, I know that he's just ribbing us, but, like, okay, listen. Willy Wonka, I was expecting someone else to get. It's on my long list. It was gonna get an honorable mention if somebody didn't say it. Anyway, so, no one gives a shit. Flash Gordon, no one cares about. Um, <laughs> it's better. I mean, that scene was done better in um, Dune anyway. And then we get um, never-ending story and nothing she told me. To I do said it. that. I don't um, think that I don't think that the nothing is very scary. Personally. That was my pick. It terrified me. I had nightmares for years as a child because of the nothing. Right, but like, so did my sister. But like, for me, the swamp of sadness was worse than the than the nothing. Personally, I I, I then, sign that. <laughs> yeah, yeah and, but, that's, you, but I think that this, but I feel like the swamp of sadness isn't so much a scary scene as it is just a emotionally yeah. destroying. She scene. says too. Yeah. Listen, I get it. I get it. Uh, Logan said this a few times, but the junior child birth CGI is sequence. bad. Yeah. Uh, but so, so I feel like everyone was expecting for Pee Wee for it to be the large Marge large sequence. Marge. And I but specifically I, said not large Marge because yeah. the blood comes grosser. So for me, it was the the clown nightmare sequence in oh, yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where it's like the clown orderlies running around a hospital rebuilding his bike, like freaked me out. Um, because you brought up Mrs. Doubtfire, I do have to say that my honorable mentions and my family will continue to bring this up for how badly it freaked me out. But like, I have an issue with like, if you look at the list, like people tearing off faces or, or anything like that bothers me. And there's the scene in Mrs. Doubtfire where the Mrs. Doubtfire mask falls out the window and it's just this lifeless face oh, staring up from the, from the street. <laughs> 
No, like the it getting run, run over, over was car, like, like a cartoon. Yeah, I was praying for it to get run over because seeing this human <laughs> face with no eyes staring up at him was like so upsetting to me. Uh, but uh, so, and Stephen Bay is asking if uh, anyone else had nightmares from the jobber wonky. Um, which I don't know what that's wow. about. Oh, I think he's talking, about, he's talking about the Jabberwockies on the MTV hit show. <laughs> so you think he could dance. I, I believe they were from America's Next Best Dance Crew. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Uh, I'm trying, the only other big ones that I had, I, I asked around for a few suggestions. Someone mentioned, and I didn't even think about this, but it did scare me the first time I saw it is the uh, Tusken Raider jump scare in Star mm. Wars The New Hope. Uh, <laughs> no, if we're talking scares in Star Wars, which I was going to bring up, but we're limited to five, I'm saying, like, the Sarlacc is way scarier. Like, the whole concept of the Sarlacc the is way scarier. that's scarier I, than the actual thing, because the thing's like a rubber practical effect. No, I went to the I went to the sand dunes multiple times growing up. And you was, thought you'd fall I was like, Yes, let him find it out. <laughs> uh, how about you? I, I, you know, yeah, during yeah. quarantine, guys? <laughs> I'm actually surprised that nothing, Star Wars all the time. That nothing mean, from Dune was brought up because someone did mention Dune earlier and I was like, no, none of like the Baron, anything with him floating around from any of oh, the Dune yeah. incarnations. It's always really gross. It's probably going to be even worse in the new movie. But I was like, Dune yeah. is pretty scary once you get past all the uh, white saviorness. <laughs> I mean, that's scary right. in 2020. It is true, truly. Yeah. yeah. All right, I, I can't. I just think it would be really funny if the cops got called to Scott's house because you guys were having an argument over Star Wars. <laughs> That's adorable. I love it. Uh, uh, actually, I, just, I, I do my wicked impression to make to make her not upset anymore. Oh. I thought you said wicked, and I was like, are you gonna do the alphaba riff from Define Gravity for us right now? <laughs> Did not enjoy wicked. Did I, not like it. Listen, it's okay. it's fucking okay. It's just okay. I was disappointed. The book is better. Uh, so, Bacon, um, <laughs> if you had actually done this seriously, what were some of what the things? What are you talking about? I just <laughs> uh, <laughs> How dare you? I should always know that there's a bit. There's always <laughs> a bit with Bacon. Look, I did five. I haven't, uh, you know, I didn't think that there'd be an honorable mention. I didn't even bother to think past my five. Uh, but you know what? I'll say for a comedy... I think Human Centipede is pretty pretty scary sometimes. <laughs> Just a bit. Well, you don't want to eat poop? <laughs> what? I said you don't want to eat poop? Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, no, I'd be number two. I'd be the... <laughs> I say you want to be the middle person. You, get, I think you want uh, to be the first person. You get the yeah, full experience. Person. Why go into human centipede if you're only going to get half the experience? I say uh, full experience, number two, human centipede. Final answer. Uh, the only other things that I had on my list, um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, which I think Ashley is still not seen. Uh, she have not. You see the first and the third. She, she just like Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, she, skipped, she skipped the middle. Um, 
the very beginning of that movie where the evil robot villain heads rip off their flesh to oh, reveal yeah. that they're robots underneath. Again, like I said, tearing off flesh. Just as a kid, that was clearly a triggering thing for me every single time in a movie uh, where I oh, would and you check know, like, the fuck out. <laughs> what about like uh, the, the the clone boy in um, Last Starfighter? Because that was on my long list too. Um, I was super late to like, Starfighter. I saw it for the first time uh, this okay. year during quarantine. So. Oh, it's a good time. Yeah. It, it's a good time. That's a piece of shit, but it's still a good time. So uh, obviously we are going to wrap this up soon. Uh, we are going to draw a name for someone who's won a prize pack Woo! for donating. Special Ooh. thanks to all of the people who've been donating. Uh, obviously the live stream might be over, but you can still continue to donate to Scares That Care at all times, they're an awesome charity that does some really great stuff. And as you've even heard, uh, you know, Chris LaMartina was on here doing his commentary track for WNUF uh, Halloween special. And he's worked with Joe. Uh, Joe appears in that movie and a couple of his other movies. And he has nothing but great things to say about Joe as a person who just has given so much of himself to help uh, less fortunate people. So I always want to celebrate that. And uh, I, it is a charity that we at Horror Movie Night can very easily get behind. But before we do the name drawing, let's real quickly throw to Bacon and throw to Ashley and let them talk about the other stuff that they do. Bacon, tell us a little bit about 91 Donkey Lane. And I believe another podcast of yours had an episode today. Oh, yes. Uh, I'll talk about that one first. Uh, uh, I do a, a podcast with a couple of my friends, Marie Maloney and Caleb George, called Adam Sandler, Please Stop. It's a podcast that went through every single Adam Sandler movie in order of theatrical release uh, by fans of Adam Sandler who really love him, uh, just asking him to stop doing this nonsense <laughs> of just making movies with his friends. Uh, we finished all those, so then we went to Kevin James Never Start, and then we went to Rob Schneider, uh, Could You Not?, uh, and then we went to um, the Happy Madison, all through them. Uh, we recently released a new episode uh, from Becky, it's a movie called Becky, where Kevin James is a Nazi bad guy. Uh, it is the closest thing to a movie Kevin James has ever done. Uh, so go ahead and check out that podcast. Uh, I also do a podcast. You can kind of see the poster for it back there. 91 Donkey Lane right here. This is 91 Donkey Lane Studios. Uh, it's a fantasy improv comedy podcast about two idiots who live in a magical apartment complex and can't get along. Uh, we have a lot of ghosts. We have a lot of meatloaf dogs. We have a lot of devil visits. Uh, in our recent episode, Nate opened up a portal to hell for our spooktacular. Every five episodes, we have a fifth episode spectacular. So <laughs> uh, the, that last episode was episode 55. So that was our 11th episode, 11th, fifth episode spectacular, and our first, first spooktacular. Uh, it's a nonsense podcast. Check it out. Super fun. 91donkeylane.com. We're on every podcasting app. You can check us out on Instagram. I draw random uh, album art for every episode. It's super fun. Uh, oh, and we also do a live uh, Twitch streaming show on 2MB Studios called Poof, the Magical Game Show, which is just as fucking nonsense and just as weird. <laughs> Uh, basically everything I've been spouting today is the podcast. 
meatloaf dogs as in dogs made of meatloaf? You can check out, uh, if you go on YouTube and you search I'll Robert Bacon on YouTube. I'll, yeah. I'll pull this shit right up. Hold on a second. <laughs> we, will, we will get to your promotion in just a second, but this is short enough that we can give people a quick little view of what they can expect if they check out 91 Donkey Lane. Uh, pause that for a second here we go we are going into a screen share and i'll go full screen so everyone can enjoy the craziness that is 91 donkey lane full screen it and here we go i can't hear it apartment complex that holds many magical secrets currently it's inhabited by two idiots nate lopez and robert bacon who have no idea of its true power and refuse to get along. These are their adventures. Now, we are whispering to you guys right now uh -huh. uh, because we heard a murderer break into the house and we both panicked like idiots in a horror film and hid in the closet. Try not to make too much noise. I, I'm not making any noise at all. We've been in here for goddamn hours. Yes, it's been a long time. And I can't believe he hasn't found us yet because this goddamn meatloaf dog. Yeah, he's a rover, the meatloaf dog. Get away from the closet. The murderer's going to find us. What is he even doing? He's just kind of hanging out right now. Hold on. Let's see. Let's see if I can hear what he's doing. He's playing Wii U. He's playing Wii U. Yeah, you can, he's, you can hear the Mario music. Why is he playing I don't know. Well, sometimes you get caught up in one of those speed runs, you know? Yeah. Anyway, he's just kind of hanging out in here. Yeah, he's just... I don't know what his plan is. Shh, meatloaf dog. You're going to get us killed. I hate that you're attached to this thing. You shouldn't have named him. Well, I had to. I was right. He was him. so cute. So I made a meatloaf. I set it for 350 degrees to, you know, an hour, just like normal. And when it dings, I hear a... <laughs> This little thing comes running out. Anyways, a meatloaf kind of turned into a dog, and so I'm keeping it. It's filthy. It's it poops. getting it shit everywhere. It shits little meatballs. Though. It's, it's very disgusting. cute. It's very cute. It they're very, not. they're very good too. When it wags its dumb little tail, ketchup goes ketchup everywhere. Ketchup goes everywhere. Shh, be quiet. I'm sorry. You keep raising your voice. I don't know. Hold on. Let's see what he's doing. He's playing the maracas. We have maracas. I I didn't have maracas. He Did he bring maracas? maracas? What kind of a murderer brings maracas? Are we sure he's a murderer? I, I mean, he's wearing a mask and carrying a machete. And okay. Covered in blood. Dog is uh, pissing. Well, yeah. Careful. It's actually gravy. Yeah. It's, it's a little too salty. <laughs> you with some water or your own pee. My clothes are going to reek like gravy. And pee. It maintains some of that as well. Oh, I hate living here. Listen. So that was, uh, and Bacon animated all of that as well. So nice. so just a triple threat over there. Uh, thank you, Bacon, always for, for hanging out and just making things pure chaos. Uh, so I'll, I'll let you get with the rest of the Beastie Boys. Uh, have a good one. Thank you so much. <laughs> and Ashley, let's talk a little bit about Geek History Lesson. Hell yeah. So uh, you, first you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's right there. I'm bad at spatial jerseys over here. 
Uh, Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. Ashley Robinson is a WNBA player. I don't want to fight for SEO. Uh, please come there uh, and send me cute pictures of Raul Coley. He is currently my celebrity crush. Very into Bly Manor. And I host co-host the Geek History Lesson podcast with my partner in all things, Mr. Jason Inman. Our guest this week is DJ Woldridge. And we have just shy of 350 episodes. So if you are desperate for something to listen to in the pandemic, we take a character or a construct from pop culture and teach you everything you need to know about them in about an hour or sometimes we do lists uh matt has been on the show so go back and check that out it's a really great episode talking about best horror movie villains uh jason emin and i also have a comic book coming out on november 11th that is veterans day he is a veteran so support him and buy it uh it is called jupiter jet and the forgotten radio it is the follow-up to our ringo nominated debut series jupiter jet right there with that sweet nicholas scott cover you can get it anywhere that fine comic books uh, or regular books are found. You get it at Target, Walmart, Amazon, anywhere like that. Jupiter Jet and the Forgotten Radio. Very, very excited about that. Uh, and then if you subscribe to Urban Flicks TV, please go and watch episode six of Pump. I'm on it. Ray J's on it. If that's a plus for you, uh, please watch it and then tell them how great I was. And maybe they will have me back someday. So follow all the things. Support. Say again. Is there more singing on the podcast? I really uh, not from singing. me. Well, uh, we had an episode re recently for Mara, and I tried to sing the Little Mermaid theme or a part of your world about Mara yeah. and did a very poor job. But Jason does a lot more singing than I do. So <laughs> I just love uh, well, storytelling, Ashley. I'm a big fan. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and Ashley, uh, obviously, thank you for always being such a huge supporter of Horror Movie Night. Uh, obviously, we only really get to see each other when we're allowed to have San Diego Comic-Con. I know. Um, which was a bummer. Uh, this was the first year in like four years we didn't get to hang out and see each other. But uh, obviously, you're always tagging us in your or Instagram stories because you're constantly rocking Horror Movie Night merch. And that is super cool, super awesome. And someone is about to win some Horror Movie Night merch. Uh, so let's see. I wrote down the names of all the people who donated to Scares That Care and sent us the receipts. And the person who is going to win a prize pack catered to them is, let's see, Logan Pop. Uh, the person could not be more appropriate. Logan has literally been just holding it down in the comments. Since we started this thing, he's probably the only other person who's been on this stream for 15 straight hours. Uh, he's been on more than I have, actually. Yeah. I, yeah. I left for two hours. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, Logan. I will contact you shortly. You and Tom. Tom obviously won the trivia contest that we did at 9.30 this morning, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you, guys. Uh Again, I was talking to Scott about this. Uh, just the idea that I had thrown to him um, where I was like, hey, since it's clearly not going to be a normal Halloween, what do you think about us trying to do 15 hours of entertainment on a live stream the Friday before Halloween where we just give our friends segments? Um, this was pretty wild. Oh, I'm sorry, Bolte. You were also hanging out in here pretty much all day long. Uh, but yeah, it was a blast. Thank you so much, Ashley. I'm so glad that we finally got you on the show. Uh, this this will be live on our podcast feed as well tomorrow. 
Uh, yeah. I'm just going to be watching horror movies and editing. Uh, just truly the Halloween of dreams. Um, so, <laughs> when are you not editing, though? Like, to be honest. <laughs> uh, literally only when I'm working my job and even sometimes I'm editing. Uh, so, <laughs> hey. I mean, look, you've got more of a no than I do on this, Ashley. If you ever know people who are looking for a full-time podcast editor, there's someone who desperately needs a new career path. Matt deserves it. He's, he's been working on He's been on for 15 hours. He's, oh, he yeah, deserves it. All right. How much caffeine have you consumed? Uh, I did have three I, cups of tea, and that is the closest thing to sugar that I've had this entire oh, time. Yeah. Um, tea doesn't count. No, and a lot coffee? of people, are you one of the No, I don't drink coffee. I just I cut out sodas like two no years coffee, ago. No alcohol, so, and he's like yeah. this all the time. Yeah, just <laughs> this is this is three cups of tea and a four or five bottles of water uh, is what uh, this energy is. I um, envy your brain chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> That is a sweet baby angel that we all adore and makes all of our lives brighter. Oh, thank you. My hands don't make a heart, but if they did, they would be on right now. They don't. Uh, I don't know how people do it. (laughs) All right. Well, I am going to send you off as well. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, And finally, Scott, Megan. Megan, thank you for uh, donating Scott into my life uh, on a fairly weekly basis. Uh, I know that I dominate a lot of his free time, um, but uh, I really appreciate uh, the the people who've been watching this, the people who've been helping, the people who've been donating. Um, you make this all worth it. It is a very time-consuming hobby, uh, but if there wasn't people checking it out, and you know, we talk to a lot of people who tell us how much this stuff has really affected their lives in a positive way, and I think I speak for Scott as well. And I know I speak for Brian. Um, we, if we can put a little bit of goodness in the world with this stupid thing that we do, uh, making lame jokes about movies that people have probably forgotten, then I feel like we're living life pretty okay. And we're doing a really good job. So Scott, thank you for being a friend, hanging out for seven plus years uh, on this crazy fucking journey. Uh, every single person that you've seen on this stream has been such an incredible source of goodness in our lives. Uh, we had Tom on here doing the game show, who's just been like holding it down since day one as a listener. Uh, Jonathan, who uh, Jonathan, who like it got me my first step into podcasting and has been just the biggest supporter of the show ever since we jumped onto Geekscape. Uh, the Jersey Ghouls, Fright School, Analog Jones, all amazing. Uh, Robert Bacon, who's just been one of the funniest people that's ever entered my life. Uh, I love just texting him about nonsense. Uh, he's helped me get better podcasting gear. Uh, so just having that in my life. We already talked about Ashley and the influence of Geek History Lesson and just how her and Jason have been so supportive of this crazy project that we've done. And I made a promise way back before the pandemic that whenever we would do something live, I would make it a point to put out a positive message in the end. And obviously, this year, we did not get to do nearly enough live events. Um, So uh, I've said this a thousand times, but uh, there are always good people in this world that want to do the right thing. and 
throughout life, you have a choice to pick people who are going to lift you up and tell you that you can succeed and tell you to try your hardest and that good things are out there for everybody. And if you're surrounding yourself with people who aren't lifting you up and allowing you to be the best person you can be, then they're not people that you need in your life. Uh, and that's okay. It's okay to cut people out. But you are stronger than you believe that you are. You are willing, you are deserving of love and that there is nothing that can't be done because as a dorky kid who sat around in his basement watching a bunch of movies completely alone, dreaming that one day I would have a platform to make a difference, the tiny platform that I've been granted through all of this podcasting uh, has made that version of me. When I think about if I could hang out with 12-year-old Matt and say, one day you're going to be on a live stream for 15 hours with a bunch of people that you've never met in person commenting and uplifting you and raising money to help out the less fortunate, uh, he would be smiling ear to fucking ear. So never, ever give up on the dreams and the drive uh, to, to just be the best person you can be and surround yourself with people who make you a better you. Uh, so I'm not sure if Scott and Megan have anything to sign off on, but those are my closing I, notes. I cannot finish. I cannot follow that, dude. That was that was just mwah, <laughs> perfection. Uh, so the beautiful mission about what you guys do is like, you know, there's there's a group of kids out there who didn't feel, I don't know, like loved or that they had that group, and this is the group, and I love that so much. Scott and I talk about all the, like that all the time. Like we're so glad we got each other, and like this is that friend group that. You wish you had when you were in middle school and we were all being weird as hell. You know, that's amazing. That's the oh, best way sure. to put it, Matt. For sure. And obviously, it's going to be a weird Halloween tomorrow. Uh, but hopefully, we make the best of it uh, however you can. And, you know, next year, when things normalize and we can actually be around each other, you know, we'll do more of this. We'll do more shit like this. We'll see each other more. And we're just going to have to Halloween it up extra hard in 2021 so it's happening you better be here for halloween matt i am not nearly as scary and not <laughs> trust me i will I probably be, a plus or a minus <laughs> i'll probably be like hitting a bunch of halloween parties next year because i'll drive to pit try to plan yours like i'll try to convince chris fires to have his halloween party on a friday and you guys can have yours on a saturday and i'll just drive just from here Yay! stop at pittsburgh do his party and then drive to your guys house for your party the next day Perfect. Uh, you could do that on friday that's a two-hour drive you could do yeah. it that ain't that ain't nothing. Well, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I was thinking that we were going to go till midnight, but I also thought the draft would take a lot longer. Uh, so we're going to close it at 11. I'm sorry that you only got 14 hours instead of 15 hours. I hope you <laughs> forgive us. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much. It's a bummer that Brian can't be here, but he's, you know, making that making that cheddar. Um, and I knew you were going to say cheddar. Yeah, of course. Uh, looking forward to talking to you again at Monster Mania in the future, Matt. And I finally watched Basket Case 2 and 3, so we can talk about that. Hell to the yeah. Uh, all right. That's the Later, dream right there. <laughs> Later, everybody. Yay!
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not what <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either angels of mercy or whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the Woods. My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Hi listeners, I'm Carolina. And I'm Tessa. And together we are Femme Regard Podcast. Mmm, Femme. We are a show dedicated to educating and entertaining underdeveloped filmmakers and film enthusiasts alike. We love sharing our experiences as filmmakers, what we've learned and what we've gone through. And we love bringing on professional industry guests. We want our listeners to learn from the best and get an honest account of the biz. So come join the FemFam and give us a listen every Friday. Streaming on all the major podcast platforms, including YouTube and our website, femregard.com. And of course, the Geekscape Network. At maximum mediocrity, people say things like, I don't dress like this on the regular basis. This isn't my, you know, pooping uniform. This is not <laughs> <laughs> And they also say things like, the, the nurses are usually either... Angels of Mercy or Whores. Every episode is a new experience where you get to know people that aren't famous but should be. Why am I facing Floyd Mayweather in the woods? My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast and we are on all major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.